Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge? This is Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 109. Yes, 109, baby. We are here, and we're here to help you take your walk, your game, your profession, whatever your job is, whatever your business is, to the next level and be as successful God's way. Because you're going to hear about this on this interview that I have with Mr. Tom Hopkins, just that whole entire message. But gang, if this is your first time out on the Success Edge podcast, thank you so much. We're here all about to talk about Jesus and success in the marketplace. And this is what I'm all about right here. This is it. Now, let me tell you something. If you want to go check something new out with yours truly, Mr. McCart, I would highly recommend you go and check out Snapchat. Yep, I said it. Snapchat. Mr. McCart is actually on Snapchat. You can find me at Tyler H. McCart. Same as my Twitter, same as my Instagram, but Tyler H. McCart. And you'll get a little peek or behind the scenes of my life on Snapchat. I am a fan of Snapchat. I really do like this uh, social media platform a whole heck of a lot. Heck of a lot. I think it's good stuff. But let's jump in the interview, guys. Now, I want to tell you this right here about Mr. Tom Hopkins. He is a legend. Yes, a legend in the sales industry. Really in the, you know, professional development and the self-help and and just all around goodness. Tom is the man. He is a legend in his own right. I mean, guys, I'm telling you, but God is the one that has made him a success, not Tom Hopkins himself. Now, I want to tell you something that Tom talks about success with four pillars. But the main thing I want you to hear, guys, is this right here, is that Tom became, he went out into the marketplace, was successful in the marketplace, and because he was able to be successful, you'll hear what opportunity came about in his life to be able to lead, and I'm not exaggerating on this, thousands, yes, thousands of people to the Lord over the last 30 years. Man, this is a, Tom Hopkins is my poster boy, (laughs) the poster child of why I need you guys to be successful out there in the marketplace and not hold back from being successful. So you can find all the show notes actually at thesuccessedge.biz backslash SEC 109. And guys, without further ado, let's jump into this episode and join Mr. Tom Hopkins and we'll catch you guys on the other side. So what's going on, Success as listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Man, I have a special guest for you guys today, a person in my life that made an impact on, on me, goodness, 18 years ago when I first started out in real estate, I picked up this young man's book 
and uh, started reading it about how to be a successful real estate agent and so forth. And uh, since then, you know, Tom has done numerous things across the country, speaker, sales expert, author uh, on multiple levels internationally and so forth, guys. And I'm going to have all this in the show notes for you, but um, it is an honor and privilege to have Mr. Tom Hopkins on here. So, Tom, welcome to the Success Edge show today, sir. Well, thank you, Tyler, and I like the name of the show because we all have to get that edge in all areas of our life. <laughs> absolutely, Tom. Absolutely. And, you know, Tom, that, that's the whole premise, premise of the show is, the, is that little edge. And, you know, that edge that I like to call it is the Holy Spirit gives us that edge out there in the marketplace to bring us success. So very excited to uh, be able to chat with you today, sir. So, well, Tom, like I do with all of my guests uh, that I bring on to the Success Edge, is tell the Success Edge community um, a little more of your background and, you know, also how you became Christian, sir. Well, I got into real estate uh, after working in construction, and I was only 19, so I was young to be in the real estate business back then. But I really feel I found my niche, and I hope everybody listening is blessed to find their niche. And I call a niche finding a business that you love and loving it so much that it's really not work. I See, I've always defined work, Tyler, as anything you're doing when you'd rather do something else. And so when I got into real estate for my eight-year career, I, I never really worked. But I just loved real estate. And then I started being asked to speak because of the number of homes I sold. I, I had a phenomenal, very blessed year. I had one year when I sold 365 homes in one year, which is an average uh, of one a day. And because it had never been done, the National Association of Realtors asked me to do a speech at the National Convention in Los Angeles. And I had never spoken, I'm scared to death, but I went and made a little talk. And all of a sudden the real estate board started asking me to speak. And then I decided that's what I wanted to do full time. So I started writing my first book, How to Master the Art of Selling. And consequently, I've written 18 books, but uh, I, there's a man here in Phoenix, Scottsdale area named Jimmy Walker. And Jimmy Walker is probably, when we talk about the subject of success, one of the most successful men in business here in Arizona. And he had invited me to lunch. And so we went to lunch and after the pleasantries, he said, Tom, uh, I wanted to meet with you. You've been kind of on my mind, and I wanted to know how you're doing spiritually. Well, you could have knocked me over with a feather because I wasn't expecting that. And he, of course, said, well, uh, I said, oh, yeah, you know, I was raised in a, 12 years in parochial school. So as far as my spiritual knowledge, I had plenty of that. But uh, he said, Tom, have you seen this little book? And he held up this little uh, orange book called Four Spiritual Laws. And I said, no, I, I haven't. He goes, well, Dr. Bill Bright wrote this book. And there's, uh, there's over a billion of these in print. Well, I hadn't even finished my book really yet. And so I thought, holy mackerel, a billion. So I, he says, would you like to kind of go through it with me? And I did. And then I got to page 10 where the, in essence, the sinner's prayer, where you invite Christ into your life. And he said, and I thought back in my, in my whole many years of going to parochial schools, 
I, I thought about it, and I didn't know if I had ever personally invited Christ into my heart. And so we got to page 10, and he said, would you like to say that prayer? I said, sure, I'd love to. So I read the prayer with all sincerity, and of course, uh, that was kind of the start. And that's when all of a sudden, you know, I started going not only to, to study more and, and get into the scriptures more, <clears throat> but of course, I started to really feel that, you know, there's four areas of a person's life for total fulfillment. And of course, most of my teaching is on the financial end to help people build their financial success and dependence for their golden years. And then emotional stability, coping with crisis, knowing how to handle failure. And then, of course, number three is physical fitness, staying in good shape because the, the not only is the body a, the temple of Christ, but I feel it's, a, it's something you've got to take care of. And then, of course, spiritual fulfillment, which, again, is one of the four pillars that I teach. And so I started because I started to do seminars for some companies that wanted me to come in on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. And so I started, I started having a pastor or minister come in to the uh, session on Sunday morning to have a little service because I knew my audience. There were people who were in, 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 like myself growing in, in their Christian walk. And so one day in Atlanta, Georgia, the pastor calls me the night before and he says, Tom, I'm sorry, but my son's had an accident. I'm not going to be able to make the service. So I called my pastor, Jim, here in Scottsdale. I said, what do I do? He said, Tom, you're teaching them all the other stuff. Why don't you just give them your testimony and what happened in your life spiritually? So I started doing those 45-minute uh, uh, service, and it's been the highlight of my two-day seminar to, to have a chance to really share Bill Bright's four spiritual laws and then, of course, we do an actual invitation to people to accept the Lord. And I'm amazed at how many people that are in the field of sales, that no one's ever given them an opportunity to invite Christ to be their personal Savior. So that's become kind of a highlight for my wife and I to get people to not only make more money, but to have a wonderful long-term relationship for eternity with the Lord Jesus. Man, oh, <laughs> Tom, this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. All right, so Tom, the, wow. Um, so how how old were you, Tom, whenever Jim Walker sat down with you at that you know table for lunch? How how old were you at that time? I was I was thirty two, I believe. Yeah. Wow, thirty two years old, man. Fantastic. I love it whenever I hear that somebody, you know, uh, had gotten, you know, accepted the Lord, you know, in their life, you know, not not in their teenage years or younger years, but, you know, kind of after they got out of those, you know, college days and, you know, kind of were into, you know, business and corporate America type thing. And, you know, they still get uh, they get saved. What a powerful thing that is. Wow. And, and then I also want to find out, you know, Tom, how long I mean into your career. So you were doing these, you know, Saturday, Sundays, you know, two day sessions. And then you had that, you know, was it a year or was it two years before you started to have to, you know, get up there on Sunday morning, you know, it was, about, it was, about, it was about six months. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tyler. Yeah. And, uh, 
So it was, you know, it was, and of course, we laugh about it now because I was so terrified because, you know, that's not my area of expertise to teach. Um, but when I got up on the stage, I simply took, took them. I always carry four spiritual laws with me. And so I just took my little book and I went through and was amazed when I asked them to close their eyes and said, now, if you've never asked Christ into your heart, if you'd like to this morning, I'll just read this prayer and you read along with me. And it's not the words, it's your heart. But if the words express the meaning of your heart, then sincerely say it with me. And then, of course, you know, I was amazed because, you know, I probably had that first time 250 people in the room with their eyes closed. And all of a sudden I'm reading the prayer and I was knocked over how many people were reciting it behind me. And then, of course, I, you know, I said, well, um, you that uh, uh, said that prayer, I'd like to have you uh, at the end of the session come forward. And I'd like to give you a gift. And that's when I started getting their addresses and sending out the four spiritual laws so they'd have a copy of the book. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's a highlight in my uh, Saturday and Sunday events. No, absolutely. To to help people know our wonderful Lord and Savior. Amen, Tom. Amen. And, and Tom, how many... I mean, I, I get. I'm curious now. I mean, I'm sure this is years. How many years have you been, you know, doing these seminars and seeing, you know, this type of marketplace? I call it marketplace ministry. You know, I mean, how many years would that be, Tom? Over thirty years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so probably, Tom. I mean, I would probably have to, you know, venture to say, out of those thirty years, you know, you've seen probably thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. I would say that's pretty darn accurate. Uh, I know when I, you know, used to go to church um, with, you know, and they would have an altar call, you know, maybe one or two people would come forward. But I think that salespeople in general, they, many of them have never had a business person, a successful person, a person who has the stature that I've been blessed with literally give them an opportunity to grow in this area. And it's hard not to accept Christ if you read the four spiritual laws. I think Dr. Bright, who I became friends with, he and Vonette, uh, before he passed away. And uh, uh, they, of course, were the people that just totally got me started. Hmm. And uh Bill had the most humble and beautiful spirit about him. But gosh, just think he had 16,000 people on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. Yep. So obviously, totally impacting the world with the gospel of the Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Tom, I, I, am, I am so jacked about this, hearing this testimony from you because it's something that is so needed that you, we, we as Christians in the marketplace have the ability to impact so many more people, you know, for the kingdom of God than the local church, not take anything from the way from the local church at all. I mean, I, the, the local church is there to equip us, 
but you know what you were you have accomplished just with your business i mean i'm talking business you've added to the scoreboard of god <laughs> thousands and thousands of people and man this is what i <clears throat> i love hearing this type of testimony you know well, thank you. this is great tom thank you so much for sharing that i i am so excited about this well you know tom you know, being that you do these seminars and you have these four pillars, you know, I wanted to ask you, what's your definition of success as a Christian in the marketplace? Well, I, I basically teach a definition in the secular seminar uh, that success is the continuous journey towards the achievement of predetermined worthwhile goals. And I think that definition of success also is true as a Christian, that it's a continuous journey. You never stop. You know, you never arrive. You're not ever totally fulfilled spiritually. You've got to keep always growing, studying, witnessing. And uh, But it's a continuous journey towards the achievement of predetermined, meaning you pre-plan your goals, predetermined worthwhile goals. And then, of course, I teach that there's four basic areas, financial, emotional, physical, spiritual, and you need to be a student of all four of those pillars, those four of those areas of success. So, you know, going back to these four pillars, you know, Tom, you know, these are what you've kind of based, you know, as far as having a balance of success. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? Oh, yes. Yeah. See, there's a lot of people and I, <clears throat> I'm an avid golfer, so I play quite a bit of golf, and I'll often co- drive up to the country club, and I'll play golf with some guys I just met, and they are there at the beautiful country club, and they have a beautiful home and beautiful cars, but the sad truth is some of them have all the trappings, all the material wealth, but they are not joyful. They're not happy, and so I think to just teach success as a monetary or or financial is a mistake because money won't make you happy. But I also tell my audiences, but you sure want to give it a chance and see how you feel about it, (laughs) which which is so true. Okay. But uh, so many of them don't have the Lord in their life and they just lack that peace, that joy, that understanding that we're going to have eternal life. And, you know, most people don't realize how long eternity is. And I say this when I when I do my little witnessing. I say, I wanted to talk about eternity because most people don't understand the length of eternity. And a, a pastor once said, it's hard to explain eternity, but I'll give you somewhat of analogy. He said, eternity could be compared to a beautiful eagle flying down to the ground scraping the ground with its wing and the time it would take to wear the earth away with that wing touching the earth could be compared to even a part of eternity. And that just knocked me out. Hmm. I thought that's a long time. And I certainly, if there is a heaven and a hell, which I totally believe I want to be up there with the Peter, Paul and, and, and the Lord. Amen. Amen, Tom. Amen. <clears throat> because, I mean, that, that's our destination. 
right? That's I right. mean, that's when our success truly kind of culminates. <laughs> You're right. That's when we've arrived. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, you sit there and you talk about this journey. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's the ultimate destination is to hear our Heavenly Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Um, man, that's so powerful. You know, and Tom, you know, with your with your journey of success, you know, obviously, you know, you can't have success without failure. You know, um, my listeners know on the Success Edge community, they know that, you know, I've heard, they've heard me say, you know, you don't qualify for success unless you've had a failure. You know, take us through a time when, you know, you might have felt fallen, you know, on your face or in business or wherever it was at, Tom, you know, and how you picked you back up and the lessons you learned from that. Well, as a matter of fact, I spend about 90 minutes, an hour and a half at my two-day seminar teaching the steps to handling failure and rejection. Because in, in the field of sales and marketing, you've got to realize that Every yes you get, which could be called a sale, is hidden behind no's that you must get first. So it, it, failure and rejection are just stepping stones towards success. So I constantly teach. We have a whole 90 minutes of how to handle failure and rejection. And, you know, I basically say to them, say that you have stress and anxiety when you handle failure. But if you handle it properly, you'll release it all. So I teach them, of course, that failing is a learning experience. It's the opportunity to develop your sense of humor. It's a negative feedback. You need to change course in your direction. Or it's a game you have to play to win. So I kind of teach them. And, of course, in their workbook, the manual they get at the seminar, they literally have these in print to take home to put on their wall. And I had failures, I nothing really traumatic, thank goodness. But, you know, I showed a home to a buyer that wasn't even for sale, and I got the wrong address, and I the door was open, so I showed it. But here the seller came home, and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to sell your house. And she says, my husband decided to sell it? And, of course, I took out the paper with the address, and she looked at it, and she says, no, no, you're off one number that the house you should be showing is across the street. So, I mean, that's quite a failure when you're showing a home that's not even for sale. But I had things like that happen. But that's just part of uh, the journey towards success is coping with failure, knowing that it's, it's inevitable that we all are imperfect. There can only be one perfect. If there was more than one, there wasn't a perfect. So we're all imperfect. And we're going to mess up. And we're going to have days that everything we touch does not turn to gold. And that's just part of, I think, this wonderful thing called life. I t I, Tom, <laughs> I can't help but just sit there and laugh. And I'm visualizing you walking into this home. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the, and the wife's going, what are you doing in here? And, you know, selling your home. And my husband wants to sell our home. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly the feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, I. I laugh, but it, it's it's what you said a little bit, you know, just a second ago about, you know, one of the things that you teach in your seminar that, you know, to actually make a joke or make, you know, laugh at it and let it be part of your story and just know that that's just a comical moment that you had, you know, um, trying to get that done. I mean, wow, that is so good. I like that, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm. 
I, I just, I mean, I'm thinking of all my blunders that I've made in sales. Cause you know, here I started out in real estate, um, myself and, and then I moved on to, you know, uh, doing network marketing and then I moved on to, you know, I still have a, um, doing outside sales for a very large office supply company as well today. And, you know, there's been plenty of blunders along the way that I look back on, and I laugh at, um, but I mean, Tom, with you being, I mean, here you are, um, I'm going to call you a mature Christian. All right. Um, you know, was there like a, a point in your sales career, you know, and I don't know if it might've been that, you know, time whenever your pastor said, um, you know, Hey, big boy, step up to the plate. You do the seminar, you know, that Sunday morning, or was there a time where you actually had this aha moment that you said, man, I can be truly a success for the Lord in the marketplace. You know, was there a time, Tom, that that happened? Well, I think that day when he didn't show up and I was under the gun and I just, from my heart, and of course I prayed so diligently that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit that morning uh, when I had to do the uh, spiritual uh, uh, presentation. And I, God was so faithful. And uh, like I said, I was shocked when I would say that first day, 75 of the 250 actually made a commitment and accepted Christ. And of course, I knew there were some people in the audience who, like myself, had a tremendously uh, educational spiritual life but didn't possibly have that personal relationship with the Lord. And so that was probably the biggest aha moment that I thought, my goodness, this has got to be part of the program. Yeah. And of course, it's an optional session, Tyler. It's, it's not part of the agenda. It's not even on the, uh, you know, we don't even have it documented that, hey, we have a, an 8 to 8.45 spiritual service before our 9 o'clock seminar starts. But I'm amazed at how many people not only come to the program, but how many have never had the, the, right, the, the chance to individually, with their mouth, invite Christ into their heart. It's just fabulous. No, and Tom, I really, I think that you hit on something, and I wrote it down that I wanted you to kind of maybe unpack a little bit more. The reason why that... Me personally, I know you were in the same boat. I can just sense it that you want Christians to be as successful as they possibly can be because people are drawn to that. And you probably you wouldn't have that platform if you had not sold 365 homes in one year, had started down that pathway of teaching these success seminars that you did, you know. Unpack that a little bit, Tom, and, you know, talk to my listeners about why that we need to be as successful as we possibly can be, you know, God's way in the marketplace to be able to draw people to him. Well, I, I definitely believe that if you are blessed with abundance, and of course there's two extremes, there's scarcity, and a lot of people uh, were raised as I was, <clears throat> my mom and dad were not successful. And I was raised really with a scarcity mentality. 
And then, of course, uh, as I started maturing and studying and making money and buying real estate and investing, and all of a sudden I started being blessed with abundance, I realized that, you know, we were in the script, you know, biblically, we are have the right to an abundant life. And that abundance Amen. is in all areas of your life. And I think if you are down and out, and if you haven't found your blessing as far as your vocation, and you don't have some degree of success, there's not a lot of people want to listen to what you have to say. And I find so often on an airplane, I'll be sitting there in first class. And of course, if you're up there in the first class seat, you obviously have a degree of success. And I'll end up sitting next to someone. And inevitably, because I just love people, we'll talk and in a three to five hour flight. Oftentimes, uh, I, of course, pray that the spiritual part of our lives will come up. And it does so often. And I always get their card and not only, you know, let them know that this is something they should really study, just like you do the other parts of your business. But I send them the four spiritual laws. And then, of course, you know, follow up. I have had men and women accept Christ on the plane. But again, you have to have the Holy Spirit do it. It's not us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a, it's a blessing when you know the Lord but can share the Lord. Amen. Amen, Tom. That is so true. And it's just being ready to, to do that at any given time and being led by the Spirit to, to do that. I think that's so important, what you're saying right there. So important. Well, Tom, you know, kind of wrapping down, you know, you talk about these, you know, four pillars. And I just want to hear just as a overview, how does Tom Hopkins prepare for those four to set the goals around those? What What is your way of going about setting up that, Tom? How do you approach those? Well, first of all, of course, 90% of the whole 15, 16 hours I teach is based on making more money, making more sales, which that's why they pay to come to the program. Then, of course, a lot of them have to have a self-image or self-esteem growth if they're going to handle the success. Because there are people that can't handle success anymore and they can failure if they don't have a a greater self-image, self-esteem, a belief in themselves. Then, of course, I, I myself, I work out, exercise six days a week because I feel that if I walk on a stage and talk about goals and I'm 40 pounds overweight, I am not carrying the right message. So I am an avid believer that uh, uh, you have to look good, feel good. And then, of course, then in, in the spiritual uh, part of the thing, I basically just you know, at the two-day, I just simply say, now, this is a very personal thing when you discuss your spiritual growth, but it's something you want to look into. And then I say, by a raise of hands, how many of you will agree with me you're going to be dead a lot longer than alive? And of course, you know, they all laugh and the hands go up. I say, well, if that's true, then let's do some research to make sure we know what happens after we die which again then gives me the right to say, and I'm going to cover that tomorrow in a special optional session, and that'll be from 8 to 8.45 before we start the general session at 9. 
And so that's kind of how I get into it. And then, of course, as I said, I just used basically Billy Graham and Bill Bright were my two greatest impacts in spiritual growth. Billy Graham because Billy Graham because he was probably the the one that never had any challenges in his life as far as the sin or messing up in front of the public. And then, of course, uh, as you know, Doctor Bright, who you know in 1951 sold his beautiful plumbing company and said, "I'm going to do nothing but teach the four spiritual laws." And of course, he wrote that book. Well, Tom, so man, this has been such a blessing having you on the show. Um, and I know that my listeners, a lot of them are in sales. A lot of them have, you know, that have full-time jobs or, you know, that they are out there in the trenches, you know, trying to be as successful as they possibly can be. They're also, you know, trying to hear from the Holy spirit to be led by the Holy spirit, to be a witness to people out there. And, you know, I, I just want to tell you publicly, thank you so much for being on the show. And what Tom, if my listeners, where would it be the best place for them to connect with you? Well, they could probably, the best I think would be go to either my Facebook, uh, we're in Twitter or my, uh, they can come to my website, which is just tomhopkins.com. And that has all of our books and CDs and DVDs and, then, of course, it has the list of all my seminars so they know where we, we might meet personally. And, of course, if anyone does come to the program, please let me know that you were with Tyler and I on this presentation because that will make, make, uh, make me very happy to know that we could get this message out to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, SEC <clears throat> will have all of this. Uh, in the show notes for you guys to be able to connect with Tom out there. I highly recommend going that to his website, reading his books. I mean, because the bottom line, guys, is we're all in sales, okay? I don't care if you're a mom, if you're, you know, a high-paid corporate salesperson, you know, or if you're an attorney, if you're a CPA, you're in sales no matter where you're at. I mean, that teacher that's in the classroom teaching kindergartners, she's selling a message all the time. So you're in sales with regardless. And there's definitely stuff to learn from, you know, Tom right here or anybody else that teaches sales out there. And man, Tom, I really just appreciate this. Well, Tom, my last question to you that I want to ask is in your, in your wisdom and in your, you know, studying success and studying sales and, you know, and so forth, Let's boil it down to one simple thing. What is the most important thing that you would want my listeners to walk away with? Well, I have tried to live by 14 words. I think I've counted them right. But this little saying, I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. And we all have 86,400 seconds in a day. No one has any more. No one has any less. But if a person will constantly be thinking, I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment, you will start having priority in your life. And by living by that little saying, you'll get more accomplished in all four areas of your life, which I find people that achieve the most usually put in more time in the beginning, but then because of building a reputation in the industry they're in, 
the business comes to them and they won't have to work as hard. But a lot of people don't, they want success without effort. And that I don't think is possible. You must put forth the effort, do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. And after three or four years, you'll build a reputation for your business where you can do less and earn more. Well said, sir. Man, that is a powerful statement right there. And uh, let's see, I think it is one, two, I think it is 14. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Well, you know, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we're going to call this a wrap here. But, man, we really appreciate you being on the Success Edge uh, show here. Thank you so much, sir. Well, Tyler, I'm pleased to know you, and I salute you, and I know I'll see you with Christ, and we'll spend eternity just praising him. And thank you so much. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.